How's it going, everybody? I am Luke, and of course, I'm joined by Joe on this first Charging Buffalo podcast of the decade, actually. Charging Buffalo podcast, of course, is brought to you by Just Dish and Hockey. If you use the promo code TCB at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. Joe, how was your new year? We haven't actually talked in a little, little while. Yes, yes. Uh, my new year was pretty good uh can't complain a uh, little little boring but you know you know it is what it is well you know you're glad the kind, to be recording another episode of the podcast you're the kind to go out and party i'm not a partier i'm an introvert oh i, I don't know about that i don't know about that Th- this year no party no party no partying <laughs> where'd you where'd you yeah, uh, may, maybe i don't know oh uh, i rang it in with some family Nice. Family. Nice. A, nice little uh nice little gathering. You See, know? that's that's the only way to do things because like oh, yeah. nothing good happens at parties. That's just my you know, like somebody gets an STD or someone gets a DUI. It's just <laughs> it's not parties aren't good. Um, but I get why people want to go to them. Uh, yeah. You know? It's it's too they're too raunchy for me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like I'm an old soul. <laughs> A very old yeah, soul. I, I agree. I think you are you are a pretty yes. old soul. Yeah. I totally agree. With that. I get along better with old uh, people than I do people <laughs> my age. It's just easier to talk. With I them. I do not get it. Let me tell you. So I was in the basement on New Year's Eve watching mm-hmm. with a bunch of older people. I was watching the Sabers versus Lightning game, and man, oh man, the takes were hot. <sighs> they were very hot. Oh. Oh. Uh my eighty, my eighty-something-year-old great uncle, he is not a Rasmus Dahlin fan whatsoever. Goodness he was gracious. saying that they need to get him out of town the whole entire night. Seriously, uh, my dad's cousin. Yes, yes, my For dad's cousin. He he gives the puck away. Oh, uh, but my dad's cousin, he was he came. The first thing he said to me, he was like, "Hey, how you doing? You know what, what's up? How you've been?" No, the first thing he said to me, he's like, you're dead wrong on the Dalton Smith. Oh, I'm no. Like, you got to be kidding is, is, me. Is, is, is we're going to um, get more into Dalton Smith later. Is your dad's cousin's named Eric Bourgeois by any chance? Oh, no. it's uh, His name is R- Richard. Richard. But, yes, he was like, you're dead wrong on the Dalton Smith take. You can't measure the his impact with a chart, which, like, I'm not even really a big analytics guy but you know fine but i don't know i've never been targeted by someone with a with a chart comment like that that was interesting but we'll get more into the dalton smith stuff later and then my grandpa you know he's the biggest jimmy vc fan ever and i'm pretty sure he's yeah he scored in that game he's like give him the money give him, and i just i just could not contain my frustrations during that game but you know they're up 4 to 1 and then i'm hearing you know the dalton smith effect they're, they're this is because of dalton smith and then what happened God. and then what happened they end up losing 6 to 4 but no that yeah that hurts to hear quite frankly <sighs> i listen i mean i hope someone claims him off waivers though well, you know, he was actually, uh, well, you wouldn't know this, I think you were working today during the game, but he was actually in the morning, he was in the pregame skate, so I think we called him back up. Interesting. Oh, then they must have had to because of uh, the, trades. the trades. Right, right, which we'll get into. Could be. Right, right. Um, well, I was New Year's Eve, uh, I was working um, at, at the radio station, um, and... Uh, 
you know, not not the normal radio station where we record, actual job radio station, working just tremendous hours uh, this week. Um, and but I was home in time. I mean, I don't care anymore. I'm I'm so just jaded now, where I just play Xbox during it. I think I was playing like Grand Theft Auto or something when it turned to twelve. Might be watching Star Wars. I that's one thing actually we talk about. Um, I've been watching all the Star Wars movies. Because I'm the only person of all my friends who's never seen Star Wars. Never seen it? Wow. No, so okay. now I've I know all the memes. I've been tweeting about it a lot. Yes, yes. Yeah. I know all the memes. I know hello there. And like, uh, do it. The Emperor, do it. Uh, Producer Alan is a Star Wars database. Um, he knows all the quotes. especially. I miss Producer Alan. He if, will... if you all were listening when Producer Alan was around, you're a real OG. Yes. Let us know. Uh, f- yes, that's the thing, folks. If you were listening back then, when it was called the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast, uh, and producer Allen was in there with us, spouting nonsense. <laughs> um, he's actually in the Air Force now. Um, I won't disclose where oh, yeah. he is stationed. Uh, um, but uh, no, he's 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 an American hero, and he's coming home January ninth. Uh, so that'll be fun. Miss miss that man. Miss him. Yeah. Mm. I'm leaving on January 9th. I'm going on going on a cruise January 9th. Mm. 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 Which um legend enters and one leaves. Which body of water will you be setting sail in? Uh, the Atlantic. I'm uh, getting okay. out on uh Miami, Miami. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's I'll nice. be on the beaches of Miami a, a week from today. Nice. Nice. That's good. That's good. Um, get excited hopefully you don't miss the uh the bills game next week right <laughs> yeah Ooh, maybe uh, maybe yeah. i hope i hope i do miss the bills game next week oh, but okay. yes uh okay well about uh, i want to say like seven hours ago i was very jaded yes and i wanted to come on here and yell and scream and rant mm-hmm. but right now i'm in kind of a mellow mood and not feeling angry i'm not feeling happy you know the Sabres just won a game in overtime i couldn't even watch a game working at the good old ted's hot dog stand for a few hours you know mm-hmm. missing the whole game and the Sabres won jack eichel winning it in overtime mm-hmm. first player to ever get an overtime winning goal on a penalty shot too which is pretty cool pretty cool that's just for the Sabres, uh, right but yeah yeah just for the Sabres, just for the Sabres. but I'm not even mad. You want to know why I'm not mad? Because they finally made a trade. Not just one trade, two trades. Um, I don't really know how to feel about it. I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, I haven't looked at Twitter at all since I saw that they made a couple trades. I don't know how anybody feels about the trades. But, man, it just seems strange. Yeah. Why couldn't they do this six months ago? You know? Well... Bottrell must have created a Twitter account or something and seen just what was going down. Um, but no, the reaction was very, very mixed. Um, you know, some people, like, um, they're like, wow, that's it. You know, finally make a trade, but, oh, you know, that's that's all we do. People calling it a bad trade because um, something like, uh, sorry, it's not coming to me in a moment, but, like, uh, you know, oh, a fourth-round pick who will never, you know, you know, I don't, that's that's how I saw. I liked because you know it's a fourth round pick who's probably never make the team, and I mean you're dumping salary, but apparently you're picking up salary too. That's what people didn't like about it. You're clearing what four and a half million, getting rid of Scandella, 
but you're bringing in five and a half million to bring in for a leak. Except the thing is, he only has a year left, so who cares? He's gonna be off the books. What? What? It doesn't hurt to yeah. have a guy for you know forty games. You're all clamoring for you know a trade. Well, you got it, okay. And if he's not gonna be on the books this season, why does it matter? You're not signing Taylor. Hall. I'm just an example, okay. You're not signing Taylor Hall to a blockbuster contract uh, mid-season. Why does it matter? He'll be off the books by the time free agency comes. They're a little high on the cap. Scandal is at four, and I think for a leaks at four point two. So I don't. Know, it just it just is, seems kind of dumb. I don't know. But like Scandala wasn't even bad this year. He's been pretty good for the most part, and he played well with Yoki Haru. He was a guy that I thought they should probably keep for the rest of the season. I don't. I don't know about re-signing him, but he would have been decent to have in a playoff push if they went that far and he didn't Yoki Hari really did resurrect his career but if you think about how bad he was last year I think if last year if you go back in time and tell yourself they're going to get a fourth round pick from Marco Scandella and not have to retain any salary you would be like wow no way you know but I I thought they traded the wrong defenseman they definitely traded the wrong defenseman here well it seems like what we're getting is a second Kyle Opozo, judging by what the Flames athletic reporter said. And I'm trying to find the tweet because John Vogel retweeted it, but pretty much they this guy in his article said that uh, Froelich is, here is the quote, a useful player and a solid checker, but was one of their worst contract values. Who does that sound like? <laughs> I mean, that uh, fits yeah. Kyle Opozo's His contract... Yeah, his contract's definitely not as bad or expensive as Oposo, but he's a serviceable third-line player, and he he's not really going to chip in offensively, but for every time I watch Calgary play Buffalo, he stands out a little bit. I think he does offer some speed. I really don't know a ton about him. I remember him when he was in Florida. I, he was a player that I wanted the Sabres to go after and bring in when he was a Panther, but... You know, it's he's got one year left. Just think of it this way. They needed to move out of defenseman, and they needed another forward. So what? that in itself, okay, I would have preferred they kept Marco Scandella, but fine. I I really I don't love the moves. I don't hate the moves, but it just seems a little puzzling. But it does mean Jake McCabe is probably going to be a saber for the rest of the season. What I didn't like about it is that why are you trading one of the defensemen that doesn't want to leave? Like, Zach Bogosian's <laughs> yeah. just waiting to move. Pulling on these guys who don't want to be here. And <laughs> Evan Rodriguez also on New Year's Eve, it leaked that he requ- had requested a trade. And when the media asked him about it, he d- wasn't hiding anything like Bogosian. He mm-hmm. owned up to it and said he wants another opportunity elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But he's making $2 million and he doesn't have a goal this year. So good luck. They're going to probably have to take back half the salary. And who's going to want him anyways? He's been horrendous this year, really. I mean, maybe a team like the Islanders or the Penguins will want to take a shot at him, but I don't know. I don't know. Zach Bogosian might be one of the 10 worst defensemen in the league. Maybe five. He is just completely... You know what, What's that? Keep going, keep going. I I was going to say the word useless, but that might be harsh. But I mean... Maybe it's not. I mean, what use, honestly, is he to this team anymore? He's slow. He doesn't make good decisions. Hurt. I, it, 
just got to be honest here. I, I don't think he is of much use to the team anymore. I agree, and uh, I I've read uh, Elliot Freeman's Thirty One Thoughts column this morning, and he was also on the Instigators, and he said that Chicago might have. He heard that Chicago has interest in Bogosian, but he was told that that was false. So, okay. there if Chicago is interested, and they're like a fringe team. There's got again. This is my thinking, and I hope you all are paying attention when I'm saying this. Hockey people are dumb. <laughs> I, the vast majority of these quote-unquote hockey guys around the National Hockey League are all dumb and all think that players like Zach Bogosian are useful. His salary is very high. If they take back a significant portion of it, they can probably trade him. I think they're going to be able to trade Zach Bogosian. Somebody will take him. If the Blackhawks want him and they are on the fringe, some team is going to say to themselves, you know what, this guy, he can help us out on a playoff push. When you say hockey guys, do you mean like GMs and whatnot, scouts, pro scouts, stuff like that? GMs, okay. scouts, front office front people. Office people. And yeah. this, I want, when I start talking about Jason Bottrell a little bit, I want to say something about hockey guys too, because, you know, I'll say it now. When they fire Jason Bottrell at the end of the year, no more hockey guys. Let's stop it with this because I I can say with one hundred percent confidence, one hundred percent confidence that any prominent person on Sabers Twitter would do a hell of a lot better job than Jason Bottrell or any other GM candidate would. I like this whole stigma about, you know, bloggers and Twitter people and reporters not being able to do the job of a hockey person is just flat out ridiculous. Like uh, Kevin NT Ryder on Twitter. I he that guy could run a front office. He could be a GM. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, why wouldn't he be able to? There are smart people, analytic people on Twitter that would definitely be able to run a hockey team. And they these morons like Peter Shirelli and you know, I'm, I don't want to put Jason Bottrell in that category just yet, but these hockey people keep getting jobs mm-hmm. and they're not doing a good enough job. And they keep valuing this grit and whatnot, like Zach Bogosian. Like, I just can't anymore. I'd like enough with these hockey people. Come there's, on. There's no reason an Joe can't have that job. I mean, what I mean, the people who are already in the front office, they're already normal. They're already people too. They're already human beings. Why can't someone on Twitter do better than them? It's it's just a job. It's another job. There might be a brilliant homeless person out there who could run a Fortune 500 company, but we don't think that's that we don't take them seriously because they're homeless. It's the same exact thing. Oh, boys club, you know, like, yeah. if oh, if you didn't play in the NHL or if you don't have connections like that, you're not going to get a job like that. And that's just the bottom line. It, and that's the thing. It's that's all a sad club. thing because because the, the people who are brought mm-hmm. up are former players or something or the, the kids of executives like Stan Bowman. Like those are always the people who come up. It's always it's 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 nepotism and, it, you know, staying within uh, the industry as it is right now. The, I would the love... only person that is really, uh, the only person that is really 
rising up into prominence that was an analytics person is Eric Tolsky, who is uh, very high up in the Hurricanes organization. He he is the guy I want the Sabres to hire to be their new GM, and he subtweeted the Sabres today. It was hilarious. Did you see it? Yes. Did Did you see it? Yes. yes uh, yeah. He, he was talking trash about the Dalton Smith uh, signing. Uh, Tra- Travis Yost of TSN, he was tweeting about how uh, the, dumb the Sabres organization is. I'm going to try and find the the tweet well, here. when Maybe you try not. and find that, Joe, uh, yeah, here I don't it know is. If... I have it. Okay. Uh, Tulski, he said, and then quickly quickly deleted in a matter of about four minutes. They wanted to get uh, him, a.k.a. Uh, Dalton Smith, into the John Boy or Bois Most Irrelevant Athletes article, in my opinion. So, yeah. <laughs> this organization is a joke and hopefully the successor to Jason Bottrell uh he also believes that he deleted the tweet wrong wrong count he probably wanted to get that out on a burner right <clears throat> right but you you wanted to say something go ahead yeah uh well i don't know if you saw but these trades were actually reported by Jeremy White per his super secret saber source it's it like I'm not kidding. It all happened in perfect succession. He tweeted about like um a move coming in, and then it was you know the Scandella thing happened, and then he said Sabers are in on Froleek, like you know something along those lines about Froleek. And three minutes later, the trade was announced. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I was in the bath. I was in the Ted's bathroom when the Froleek trade broke. Uh, I saw that happen in real time. But if you are skeptical about Jeremy's uh, Twitter source. It's real. It's real. I it's real. I was an intern. <laughs> I was an intern for GR around the trade deadline uh, over the spring, and he was getting uh, messages from the Twitter source throughout the morning, and nothing happened. Uh, what he heard, but I guess the shark, the Blue Jackets, kicked tires on Hutton. Nothing amounted to it, and the Sharks were also a team in on Hutton as well. Uh, you would hope that something on Carter Hutton could happen soon because you definitely want that salary off the books. But yes, I I trust Jeremy's uh, source with 100% confidence. So this is the succession of tweets. He says something about the defenseman. It happens. Then says, wait, more coming. And that was at exactly 627. And then a minute later, he says, for a leak possible, they were close a few weeks slash months back. And then if I may look up when, uh, who originally reported it? It might have been Elliot Friedman. Let me see if I could find his. I think it was Friedman. Friedman yep, it was Friedman. broke the, the 15, for leak 15 minutes later, 643. Uh, another piece to all these moves today. Buffalo is getting for a leak from Calgary, so like, oh, it yeah. happened. It happened. Uh, Jeremy White knew this mm-hmm. at least an hour before. Once you know, he got it to Twitter and stuff. Jeremy also knew about. Jeremy also knew about the the Tim Murray and uh, Bilesma firings too, well before it happened. So, so yeah, I, I trust that not everything is gonna be not everything's gonna be true, but yeah, I I believe it. Um, uh, I wanted to say something. Oh, yeah, he's been talking about Fro Leak for a while now too, and I think uh, Chad Dinamitis as well. Both of them have 
said that Froelich has been a guy they've been targeting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's a decent depth piece. He's not gonna he's by no means is gonna be able to put them over the top, but they have another forward that and one less defenseman. Now move out one more defenseman, Bogosian. I'm worried that uh they're gonna move out Colin Miller. And I guess I saw something from the fourth period today that the Devils might be a team that are in on Miller. Uh, Friedman also mentioned that the Devils are sniffing around some of their defensemen. Uh, Miller would make sense because he's definitely an advanced stats darling, if you will. But uh, the Devils have brought in, a, they've completely revamped their analytics staff. And I'm not surprised at all to see that they would be looking around on Colin Miller. Mm-hmm. But one player that I would really like them to grab from the Devils, Kyle Palmieri, he would be a very smart addition for the team. He's got one more year left at just above $4 million. I think it's like $4.2 million. Mm-hmm. He would be a guy that I would really like to see the Sabres trade for. And he's a guy that the Devils should trade. They're floundering in the standings. They probably should tank and go try and get Alexi Lafreniere or uh, Quentin Byfield, maybe a defenseman like Jamie Drysdale too would really be able to change your fortunes around. But uh, they should definitely look at trading Kyle Palmieri. Um, Miles Wood's name has been out there. Well. I would be interested in that too. It's, I feel like that's just another Froley kind of trade, though. I don't know what kind of term Miles Wood has, but and I get you can't just trade for superstars. Just signed overnight. a deal. Yeah, I, 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 well, let me look at his stat. He has 11 points, 39 games. So yeah, pretty much identical to Froelich. Um, career high, 32 points. That was the devil's playoff season. I mean, a good role player guy. The boomers will love him because he's from here and his dad played here. Um, but I can't believe I just said that out <laughs> yeah. loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, no, he will be a Buffalo fan favorite if the Sabres got him. I believe it. Yeah. But he he's the type of guy you're gonna put him on the fourth line and he's gonna he's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you definitely want a top six forward though, and that's why I think that you know maybe Jesper Bratt he'd be a pretty mm-hmm. good target there. Uh, Jesper Bratt, Kyle Palmieri, Blake Coleman. Those are the type of players that they. Yeah, I mean, he'd be okay. He, he's definitely kind of re resurfaced his career over the past couple of years. Then he scored twenty goals last year. Uh, twenty two. Yeah, he like has that. ten more points uh, than uh, yeah, Miles so. Wood. So I mean, these are the teams you got to pick off of. That's what everyone did to the Sabers when they were tanking. Uh, you you pick their good players, um, and it's always those bottom six kind of guys that might come in and help. Yeah, so the they Bottrell has woken up from his hibernation. So <laughs> we'll see if this is the end of the trades. I'm sure it's not. But one of my friends who brought this up to me when we were at the gym the other day, mm-hmm. when we were talking about the Sabres, uh, he said that maybe them holding on to these defensemen could end up working out for them. Because think about it, at the trade deadline, what players tend to go? Players on uh, expiring contracts. Right. Teams are looking to add players like Jake McCabe, Colin Miller, guys who have years left on their deal. Like Miller, he's got three years left. McCabe's got one year left. Teams are going to be clamoring to get a kind of guy like that, and those guys are going to have value. Uh, What's going to get more in return? 
like I, I like to bring this up for an example. Evander Kane and Thomas Tatar being traded at the trade deadline two years ago. Tatar, the inferior player, ended up getting more of a return than Evander Kane. Kane got a conditional first-round pick, uh, AHL-level prospect, and Daniel Regan in the fourth-round pick, while uh, Tatar, who had term on his deal, he got a first, a second, and a third-round pick. Uh, Vegas traded away. So it it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe holding on to these guys a little longer could end up uh, benefiting the Sabres, but well, they really don't one... have time to wait because, yeah. Another one with term, and I, I'm sorry if you mentioned this, Ryan McDonough was just traded, I think, last trade deadline maybe, and he was still on a hefty deal. He might have had, he, yeah. No, I think he had like a year or two left, and they just signed him to a monster extension. But yeah, right. that's another one. They The the Rangers got a lot in return for him. That's the first one I think of. From Tampa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, Ristolainen, like there's... I know they just won a game. I know they just won a game. I don't really want to beat them down, but well, I think man, how could they come back with the same team? I know how. Well, uh... I said on Twitter yesterday, they really just need to go scorched earth here, maybe, (laughs) because I really think, and Bottrell said it like three years ago. This mix of players is not working. And there's still a lot of guys that were here a couple years ago. And more importantly, the players that he's bringing in suck. Mm-hmm. All of them. They're in this cap mess because of him. All the players that are coming off the books at the end of the season are guys that he brought in, except for Bogosian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what direction this organization is going in. They're just complete and utter buffoons. And look no further than the Dalton Smith signing. I know they're not really close to the 50 contract limit, but I mean, like why waste the contract on Dalton Smith? He's I still <laughs> he has 26 don't... goals in his professional hockey career. I still don't understand it. The guy cannot skate. He plays a minute 26 and yeah. he doesn't even fight the guy who you think he's being brought up to fight. I I it, I don't understand uh, it. And I mean... Meanwhile, that's Probably why Evan Rodriguez wants to trade. No, it, but like, why waste the contract spot? The, like Taylor Lear, he's in Rochester. I would sign him over this yeah. clown any day of the week because at least he can skate. He can actually maybe produce. Yeah, he can skate. He might be able to chip in, and more importantly, you can rely on him to do more than play ninety seconds in a game. Like, yeah, okay. Pretty and cool he actually has NHL experience. He got his moment. Yeah, he got his moment. Cool. Good for him. No one is mad at uh, Dalton Smith. Nobody. Nobody's mad at Dalton Smith. We're mad at the organization for right. this buffoonery. Correct. I, mean, I don't understand. I you, I was flabbergasted that they signed this guy. Might as well sign Kevin Porter. Really? Yeah. At least it gives you a center. Yeah, and at least it's it's a veteran presence, I, if anything, if we're throwing buzzwords around. Do you know he was almost a first-round pick? Kevin Porter? Uh, Dalton Smith? No, he was I a third, not. No, Dalton Smith. He was, thir- he was the 34th overall pick in the 2010 draft. Ooh. Well, that was before... Rough one. The league was completely different. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. The league has completely changed. Mm-hmm. Players like Dalton Smith do not have a place in the National Hockey League anymore. No. And the, all the suburban hockey dads say, oh, you can't measure this guy's impact with a chart. You can. <laughs> you yeah. really can. What and is... clearly Ralph Kruger saw it because he did nothing. Yeah. He did nothing. I, he went after Chernak. He was shoved him a couple times, and he could barely even shove him because Chernak cannot be moved, I guess. Well, he tried to fight Luke Shen. That didn't work out. It was broken up immediately, and he just he couldn't skate. Yeah. It was it was a joke. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, you could also say, how do you measure grit and jam then? You can't measure that can't <laughs> like I can't I'm, measure it no. but one thing we do know is the NHL has changed and players like this have no place in the league anymore no. none Th- this is the point I made today like, yeah do you want to say oh look at this they're winning four to one they got the Dalton Smith effect and then what happened yeah you lose six and to four then what happened? on home ice on that... New Year's Eve and you're getting booed off the ice and then what happened is the story of the decade, of last decade for the Sabres. I think that's the one question or one line, one sentence that can define that decade. Horrible. But what a horrendous decade. I don't know Ugh. if you saw any change I had with that Amherst super fan the other day when like the when the, the signing was made for Dalton Smith. Uh but yeah. He said something about Dalton Smith will come in and ignite the crowd. And the point I made to him was how many players have been here the last 10 years and have, quote, ignited the crowd, and we've seen nothing from it? Like Patrick Coletta, Cody McCormick, Zenon Kanapka, John Scott, and it, 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 it might end I there. Jordan Nolan, know. even, you could throw in there. All the goons. Chris Stewart, how about that one? Like, how many guys have come in here and fought and ignited the crowd and we haven't done anything? <laughs> like, it, it's a poor excuse. They're going to ignite the crowd. And it doesn't it's be... matter. No. Fighting just does not matter. <laughs> I, it just, I hope he's probably not going to play another game here. I'd be really surprised. But, you know, with Olafson going down today, maybe he does. But mm. you definitely need. I understand them keeping Middlestat down there. I understand it. They should keep him down there for the vast majority of the remainder of the season. But, mm-hmm. like, Dalton Smith, like, come on. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm still flabbergasted by the move. I just don't get it. But good for him. Good, good for Dalton Smith to get his opportunity. After, he's a journeyman. A journeyman, if you will. Yeah. I guess he's a fan favorite in Rochester, but. He's the butt end of a joke in Buffalo. Dalton Smith is the guy who, I think for like two years now, you've used as the example of Amherst fans' just blind worship of, of Grit and Jam. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Taylor Lear, sign him. I'm Yeah, sign Taylor Lear. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, sign Zach Redmond. Like, th- this is your depth. You can trade. You can trade Bogosian. You can trade McCabe. Just sign Zach Redmond, and he can play. I'm sure he could be your guy that sits in the press box if someone gets hurt. You can play him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why not? Like, trade guys. Make some moves. Make some moves. Like the team's not working. I know they just won, but 
you know, we if if it's another bottom fives finish here, they're gonna have to do something drastic because rolling out the same team, basically the same team, is not gonna work again. It's been three years in a row of this nonsense. You gotta do something. And I did not really want to say this. I I love Sam Reinhardt to death. I think he's a fantastic hockey player and should be a part of the solution. Solution. But if if they finish in third last, I mean, why not trade yes. Sam Reinhardt and try and just shake up the team? I'm not saying trade him for a first, a second, and a third round pick or a but first and a prospect. Like get a get a center or you know like just to shake up the mix of the team. There, I still I do think Ristolainen's been a lot better this year, a lot, a lot better. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If they keep him, yeah, whatever. But they have to trade him. They have to trade this guy. Well, they I have, have to just completely gut this team. I have good news for you. Ristolainen was very good in tonight's game, actually. Played a pretty good physical game, I must say. I do think they should be able to at least get a first-round pick for him, but I would love if they could get a forward, a good forward. Not now, like Michael Froelich, but an actual good forward. I hope people understand what, uh, or our listeners understand what I mean by this. Uh, but I, for the, the the streaky, as streaky of a player that Sam Reinhart is, and just like the kind of player he is, um, I have no desire to pay him here for seven years. It like that just doesn't seem reasonable to me. He like, I just think, you know, that's the figure that a lot of people talk about, but that should be reserved for truly, you know, the upper echelons of, of, of the world. Like I feel like 7 million is not a lot of money anymore. It's like you're paying if you got a, a top six, a top six forward, he's gotten seven million. It's just plain and simple nowadays. I'm he's gonna get paid. It I think William Nylander got six point nine. You factor in inflation and the cap going up, he's probably gonna get around seven point one. That's probably I what he should get around that. No more than six million. And I like Sam Reinhardt. Ah, uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed. You're gonna be disappointed then because I think he's gotten I know no and, and, no less than six point nine. And in the end, the counter argument is gonna be what difference does a million or two million dollars make to the organization? And I get that. I get that. But yeah. um I don't know. I, I the same argument was made with Skinner, same thing. Right, right. And I you see, I like I like Sam, okay? I like the player he is when he goes on those scoring streaks. Um, but I mean, I don't think you should pay him for, you know, just 40 something games of production. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't mean it's like a bigot. They, there, need, they need to play him at center. And that's another <laughs> we, thing. We say this every week and I'm going to speak this into existence. That's if they traded about. him, you know where I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you if they traded Sam Reinhardt, Every single team in the league, I, I kid you not, every single team in the league would play him at center. Mm-hmm. Each and every one of them. If they traded Sam Reinhardt tomorrow, we would get a tweet from a beat reporter from another team for the line combos at practice. Okay, he's playing center. Yeah. Well, he's I, playing center on the second line. I just think like... Or like a, a bottom feeder, he'd be the first line center. Like, he's just play him at center. 
what do they have to lose? You need a center. You got one. He's played center his whole life. You drafted him to be the number two center of the future. That was the plan. I don't understand what the problem is here. Well, see, but he hasn't played center in the NHL so long. I don't know how everyone can just say, like, oh, he's so good at center. Just play him there. You know, like, and I get it. We won't know until we do play him there. Uh, there's a lot of sides to this. I I just play devil's advocate a lot because I I I just I don't like I don't like the easy solutions. I'm a very prove it to me kind of guy. Um, but I you know I Sam is a very polarizing player to me. Some re I don't understand why he's such a polarizing figure. Like he's a good player. It's because he doesn't. Like, he's score. a very very. It has to be. But he, he does. Like he, he's consistently a twenty goal scorer. He scored twenty goals his rookie season. Well, I think I I is... don't know if people still have just a sour taste in their mouth from when he came up and was very underwhelming as an eighteen year old or not. But he's always been a good player, and maybe it's just like oh the, the typical excuse oh we can only play with Jack, but like he hasn't gotten an opportunity to show that he can play away from Jack. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do we know? Like, people are so sure of it. Oh, it's just because he's playing with Eichel. But, like, he makes Eichel a better player. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's not talked about enough. He, I really think that his presence on that line makes Victor Olofsson a better player. He makes Jack Eichel a better player. Yeah. Because that game where he was on the second line and Olofsson and Eichel were together, and I forget who, I think it was Oposo on the wing with them. They weren't able to really transition the puck up the ice as well as they usually do, and I think having Sam Reinhart off that wing hurt them. Let's not. Let, let, why is that forgotten or not a talking point? I think Reinhart makes Eichel a better player, too. I think part of that is just they feed how, off each other. I think part of that is how good Sam is in the ozone and just battling for pucks and keeping possession too. That's the one thing I take away from his game every time I watch is just uh, how good he is at possessing the puck and keeping the puck away. And uh, I don't know, he's a very patient player. I think that's where, and that's the kind of stuff that people, you know, they might not like Sam because, you know, that those are his strengths and they aren't sexy strengths. Not he's not right, flashy. right, right. And, and nobody yeah. wants to celebrate his, all that. His goals come, and all of his goals come within three, four feet in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And what's wrong with that? You know, mm-hmm. I, I really like Sam Reinhardt. I hope, I hope they side him long-term, but if they don't, and they do decide to move on and shake up the core of the team. I mean, everyone there. I, in my opinion, if they are completely out of the race yet again, they don't even crack 70 points again. If this happens again, there are only two untouchables for me. It's and their names are Jack Eichel and Rasmus Dahlin. What about That's Henry Yoki? Are you? And then they're on tour. I'm hold on, hold on one second. And then there's a second grouping of the very good. You like you would have to really, really overpay here, and that's uh, Henry Okihari, Victor Olafson, and uh, Dylan Cousins. Anyone else could be up for grabs. I love Jeff Skinner as a player, but that contract's an albatross. <laughs> it appears. Yeah, so. that's it's just gonna be rough. I I don't know, man. And he's, I think we forgot to mention he's out for three to four weeks. Right. That's going to be, that's going to suck. And I know he hasn't really been scoring, but putting him away from Jack Eichel is, I think is 
a cause for that. He he's still playing well. I mean, he's just not scoring. He's not scoring at a nine That's million dollar pace, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, well, making nine million dollars on the cap, you gotta like you you have to have the exception ex- expectation that Skinner is going to score 35 goals a season now. And if he can't do that, that's, that hurts the team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If a team made an offer for him, I, I wouldn't mind if they trade. I, I like him. I'm going to say this. I've really liked Jeff Skinner, but if, if they decided to, again, go a little scorched earth and shake up the core of the team and clear the books a little bit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, Devastated. Where does Brandon Montour fall on your list of untouchables? I would. I mean, he's I very he's very good, but I don't know if they should go long term. I should they go long term with him? I'm a very big fan of Brandon Montour. Oh, I like him a lot. I do like him a lot. But where does he fit? Does is he the top pairing guy to play the Rasmus Dahlin? Or is Yoki Haru that guy? Well, he and Yoki Haru have been playing but quite a bit what together. It, where, they've been great. But what the thing is, the thing is here, mm-hmm. what do they do with Ristolainen? Because on the right side, they have too many guys. They have Yoki Haru, Montour, Ristolainen, and Colin Miller. What are the, Someone is going to be sitting, and unfortunately, Miller has been that guy. Mm-hmm. But they need to figure out what they're doing on that right side because there are just too many guys. Colin Miller and I I'm 100% confident. Colin He's Miller, a third pairing guy. I think yes, Miller should yes. and could be a third pairing guy. He absolutely could be your rock on the third on on the third pairing. He you know he's uh with Lawrence Pilot. Lawrence Pilot, yeah, that could work. There they they I mean they're it's a clash of styles, but that's good, you know, if they contrast each other. I'd like it. Partner also, of the feud is it Yoki Hari? Is it Yoki Haru for Darlene? I don't know. We, we haven't really seen much of that this year. We might be seeing pilots soon because Dreger also, uh, Taron Dreger said that this uh, is likely, or he said that the Sabres want to get pilot up soon. He did. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Did he just say that? No, this was as all the, they, he's, it was all hitting the fan. I mean, pilot, he has been, so good mm-hmm. in Rochester. He has been so good. I just don't, I do not understand why they are not bringing him up. And it's their inactive, their inability to make a trade up until now. Mm-hmm. But who do they have on their left side right now? They have, they have Darlene, they have McCabe and they had Scandella. And then they got the four or five right-handed shots too. So maybe they can bring him up. But then they still have too many guys. So in a perfect world, they get, they have to trade Jake McKay, but they're not going to because they value the rough neck, snaggle tooth, hard nose, rough belt kind of guy like Jake McKay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's annoying. They like get him out trash. of here. He's been god off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure Jake McKay's a nice, nice guy, but man, come on, yeah. like just move on already. Oh, he is, he is a nice man. There's no excuse. To have, there's no excuse to have Darcy Regeer picks on this roster anymore, with the exception of Linus Allmark, who, oh, by the way, has been a steaming pile of garbage lately, too. That Tampa game, like, come on, man. Really? You're going to... Hmm. 
I would have thought you said. I thought you were gonna say he's I... been good. Was good for a little bit, but lately, eh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I'm yeah, okay I'm with going. I'm okay with committing to him as the backup, but ha- relying on him to play sixty plus games, I think you're in danger. He's had a little bit of the fish thing going on. Remember way back in fifteen sixteen when I said he plays like a fish. Remember that, yeah. He still has a bit of that going on. You could see it in the Tampa game where he was just all over the place, out of the crease, just you know every which way out of position, flying all over the ice. But I, I don't know. I just think that that's a team breakdown as a whole. You know, I think we've seen. Yeah, too many of those I mean, I don't where you could just blame it on the goalie. I don't want to cast. I don't want to cast straight Linus Allmark here. But yeah, he's mm-hmm. de- we've definitely seen some regression in his game. And I, I want to preface this. I, they should keep him. They should keep him. Mm-hmm. Carter Hutton, on the other hand, he hasn't played a lot lately. Maybe they should give him another chance to play just to give Allmark a break. But, man, what are they going to do with them? Because I don't think they can come back next year with Hutton and Allmark again. No. But then you got, then on the other hand, you got Uko Pekalukinen. And, people, again, I think I said this on the last podcast, pump the brakes on Uko Pekalukinen. He's not even in the AHL right now. People clamoring for him to be called up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're barking up the wrong tree there. But... Do they go out and sign another maybe fringe starting guy like Yaroslav Halak or Anton Hudobin? Thomas Robin Price. Leonard could be available, but I guess. Yeah, great. Like someone like that to bridge the gap between uh, Uko Pekalukin because they need to take the patient approach with him. I, I really – he has the tools to be a really great goalie in the NHL – World class, even maybe that'd be nice, but that approach uh, has worked rush him. for the Capitals with Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, he's been pretty good this year, right? And I can guarantee that they're probably not going to be able to sign Braden Holtby, and Samsonov is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. So maybe they wait another couple years on Lukin and sign a guy like Yaroslav Halak to a two year deal, sign Allmark for a couple years, and then roll with that. But then what do you do with Carter Hutton? Do they buy him out? I think if they buy him out, it's like a 900K cap penalty for a couple of years, which isn't really that much, but we know that uh, Jason Bottrell doesn't buy guys out, which is a shame, but they're probably going to just have to bury him in Rochester. Well, the great thing about goalies, which is okay. you don't have to just stick with the NHL with them. You know, you don't, have you ever watched Pavel Francouz Avalanche? I haven't seen him play, but uh, he's wonderful. Maybe he's a guy. He's wonderful. Really? Well, my point being, you can look to outside leagues like overseas. I mean, the Oilers brought in. um, He came came from the KHL, I I believe. Miko Koskinen. Or uh, yes, there's 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 a goalie. There's a goalie in the KHL that's getting some interest. I think the Leafs might be interested. Well, I, I mean, his like, name, goalie is, like, that's the one position where you could probably look outside the, the realms, you know, the normal realms, that is, uh, to bring someone in for help. I'm not saying it's the easiest position yeah. in the world, but, I mean, goaltending is pretty much the same everywhere you go. You know, I mean, don't have to worry about yeah. the ice being a factor, the size of the ice. I mean, you just stand in front of the net and, you know, just how athletic you are. Um, but, I mean, we haven't seen them do that, really, but maybe look overseas. And like, too, yeah. I don't think the the solution cannot just be 
wave Hutton and call up Andrew Hammond. Andrew Hammond is not an NHL caliber goaltender. I mean, he never really was. He's had a miracle season. Uh, like, you know, that would be doing nothing for you to call Andrew Hammond. That would just make Linus Olmark's workload harder because, I mean, are you going to throw in a guy whose last NHL experience was the 2018 playoffs with the Avalanche? And let's not forget the impact on the room if that happened as well. Right. I'm, I'm sure Hutton is very, Hutton's very, I know he's very well liked yeah. in the locker room. And I think waving him and bringing up Hammond would be, would send a bad message to the room as well. Yeah. But it can't be that simple next year. Know? Again, I want to say it again, if it's another bottom five finish, they got to do something major mm-hmm. and they didn't do that last off season. Well, they kind of did that, but they didn't subtract anyone. I think, in the last calendar year, Nylander moved out, Justin Bailey moved out, Nathan Beaulieu moved out, and now Marco Scandella. It's like a handful of guys that have been moved out, and like that's not counting Jason Pominville who just walked. And on, well, I forgot to mention this uh, when we were talking about Dalton Smith. Why didn't they just sign Jason Pominville? <laughs> I I oh. see what they're doing though, like, because obviously Dalton Smith's in game condition. You know he's been playing. I think that would be the reason why yeah but like why did clearly they just signed him to fight but whatever <laughs> i mean taylor Lear definitely would have been a better option yeah. but yeah not no but, but not the best asset man if you get a chance i know you're, you're very busy all the time but if you just stumble upon an avalanche game you have to watch pavel francis he is so exciting he's like he's a smaller goalie too he's only six feet but he's just, he's a blast to watch. He's <laughs> not starting for them, is he? He was for a little while because Grubauer was hurt. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he was, like, Grubauer was sitting. Um, I don't know if that's because, you know, might have been a day off. Maybe Grubauer was just coming back and wasn't completely ready. But, um, no, I mean, Francis has played in 17 games this year and has a 9-2-7 save percentage. <laughs> he's he's a nice. he's a good player. Uh, he's just exciting. He wears number thirty nine. Yeah, maybe maybe they can. Okay, thirty nine. Maybe they can find someone like that. Twenty nine years old. What does that sound like? Czech Republic. He's from the Czech Republic. Hmm. Hey. I don't know. Right. Like maybe, this maybe. might just be. You know, I'm sure there's other goalies. Maybe you're on to. something. There's other goalies to compare him to, obviously, but just watching him. He was like just super fun, flexible and stuff. It, it I felt like I was watching like a guy like Hashik, and it was just fun to watch. I'm gonna go out and say that, okay? Because like just watching, I was like, maybe it's number thirty, but this feels like a Dominic Hashik situation here. <laughs> like you know, but I don't know. People might think I sound stupid, but watch Pavel Francouz. He's very exciting. Um, where do you got anything else we want to touch on here? Have you been watching the World Juniors? I think we might talk no, about this before. No, I started. did. I uh, no, Over not here. not really. I haven't really dug my teeth into it. I've had it on. The I haven't had time because because now that I'm in management at the old hot dog shack here, Indeed you are. my uh, shifts they are all eight to four or one forty five to eleven. So I've been missing each and every one of the World Junior games. Well, the. I don't have cable anymore, which kind of sucks. So I don't have access to watch them in the first place. I got to go to a relative's house to watch. But, you know, I would be missing the USA games anyways. And USA got eliminated today, which 
was unfortunate. And Ryan Johnson, my lookalike, he got <laughs> cut from the U.S. World Junior team. So that was interesting. But yeah, I underwhelming performance at the tournament from the USA. I guess Alex Turcott wasn't was basically invisible for the team. He had the fifth overall pick for the Kings. Kaliev, he put up some goals. Uh, Samuelson, I guess he stunk up the joint un- again. So the captain for Team USA. Uh, yeah, I, rough, rough go of it for the Americans there. Well, I, I remember um, on the first day of the tournament when TSN was showing the graphics and whatnot, I think they had Turcotte listed as the extra forward for uh, Team USA, which was strange. You can, you can dress an extra you can dress an extra forward and defend. I think you can dress 20, 24, maybe, hmm. something like that. Okay. You, you can definitely dress more, so maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Oliver Wallstrom, he's a guy I was really high on. He kind of was terrible too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Caulfield is very good from what I heard. Uh, Canada, uh, Dylan Cousins, Canada's still alive right now. Cousins had a couple assists today as well. Uh, I guess he's been really good. He got to play with Alexi Lafreniere and Barrett Hayton today. Good for him. Cousins, I, I'm i very hopeful for him. I, as, I really hope he's good next year. As a skater, he reminds me of Jeff Skinner. Yeah, he is a fantastic, fantastic skater. Mm-hmm. Powerful, too. And I think he's going to translate to the NHL. I think he's going to be a really good player. I I know people get worried, like, oh, Middlestat hasn't done anything, blah, blah, blah. Cousins is a very safe bet to be a very good NHL player. I, I really don't have any doubts when it comes to his development. Hopefully they don't Grigorenko him, but yeah. I think he's going to be fine. Well, I just want to add one more little disclaimer there to my friend Seuss. I'm not saying he's going to be Dominic Hasek. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, You know, you get that feeling when you're watching someone who's like, I wonder if this is what it was like watching Hasek just move around when he's not stopping pucks. But somebody's going to get mad at me and say, how dare you? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, who cares? Who cares? Uh, who, cares? who cares? Who cares? We're only human. Um... Casey Middlestead, we haven't touched on this. He, I don't think he has any points <laughs> for the Rochester. <laughs> oh, uh, that's that's, that's something. A, that's a joy. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm frustrated. Uh, I'm very frustrated right now. Uh, I was real. I granted, I haven't been able to catch any of their games. I don't know how he's been playing, but. Oh, he has two points. He has two points in six games. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. But he, I really need to see this man produce down there. Mm-hmm. If he can't produce there, is he? He he should come back up. He should come back up. But mm-hmm. man, they really need him to be good. Because again, I think we said this last year. If Middlestat can come up and produce at the top six level, you're probably making the playoffs. But again, if that happens next year, you're probably making the playoffs. They really need him to break through if he's still on the team. That is, if he's not traded. I don't think they're going to trade him, but he's he's so skilled. Maybe they just have to take a patient approach with him. Maybe it'll take a couple more years, but I I really believe he's going to be good. 
but do they have time to wait? That's the real question. No, I, I agree. Um, the hammer has to drop soon one way or the other. That's what I feel like. Yeah, I th- he'll be fine. I, I really do. But the... Okay, I'll ask you this question. Yes. Would you rather them trade a first-round pick within this year or next year's first-round pick to get help or Casey Middlestep? Oh, Casey Middlestep. Because I think I, I tend to agree. I think I, you take your losses, and then you know just just try again, just try again with the picks you already have. Because you know what, if you keep it Middlestat, would have to be a really if you keep Middlestat, if you keep Middlestat and trade the first round pick, that's pretty much like losing two first round picks. I'd rather just you know get rid of the guy you already know is damaged goods for help than. You know, and take the shot at the mystery that'll be the next two years of first round picks. That makes like sense. The twenty twenty pick, this yeah, this draft is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. If for them to trade that pick, it would have to be like is a advantage ad or mm-hmm. somebody that's really good. It would have to like an opportunity like in twenty fifteen when the Sabres trade for Kane and O'Reilly. Like that. Right. Like, they're in a timeline right now where you just got to swing for the fences. If you can get a good young player that's under team control for, like, six years, f- trade both the first round. But trade trade all three of those assets. I don't care. Let's win, baby. Let's just win. Why not? Yeah. I think it's time to just put all your chips in and just do it. Mm-hmm. it again, if they're, like, if it's a top five pick even top 10 we should probably hold on to it there are a lot of elite level prospects in this draft but out if they're if they're picking like 11 12 trade it there's no why wait any longer look at what the canucks did they went out they trade a first round pick for jt miller they're like people were like oh they're gonna suck but look jt miller is really good and they should have traded for him the sabers should have traded risk the line in for jt miller I'm going to say that over and over again. But, man. And another thing I wanted to say, uh, when I touched on Matias Samuelson for a little bit, it's funny seeing all the guys doing well at the World Juniors. Like, 85% of them, the Sabres could have picked instead of uh, Matias Samuelson or Ryan Johnson. Uh, Look no further than Niels Hoglander, too, who put on a show. I think he's tied or leading the scoring race at the World Juniors for Sweden. Arthur what Kaliev a player, skilled, young. Ooh. Kaliev, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, when you're so deprived at, at the wing, at the NHL level, not only the NHL level, but in your prospect cupboard, too. Like, all of your good prospects don't have high ceilings. Like, Ryan Johnson is a great skater and pass the puck, but he's not going to be able to produce from the back end. Right. Matias Samuelson, I just have no hope whatsoever for him. He's big. Like that's his. That's his only attribute. He's big, and he might be able to hit. He's. T- he, I don't even think he's tough either. I think he's like Tyler Myers, but he can't skate and can't, huh. he has no offensive upside. Well, he's just a big lug. That's it. He's another Zach Bogosian in the making. Oh, this is interesting. They're actually showing Sabers highlights on Sports Center right now, and they showed a little split screen of Eichel and McDavid. How neat is that? 
Um, Interesting. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to take too hard of a left turn here, but I just got done. The, the Arizona Coyotes game at the time of this recording just ended. And, man, the Coyotes are a good team. And that how did up. Taylor Hall look? Oh, good, good. Uh, the only goals I saw was Christian Dvorak, though. Brad Richardson got a nice one, who's a very good underrated player, Brad Richardson. And, uh, I mean, it's irrelevant. One of those, you know, they they had a good game. They won. Um, who's 18? Who's number 18? Because 36 Dvorak. Oh. Huh. Well, nonetheless... The stat that came up at the end of the night, or like the graphic at the uh, end of the game, it said this is the first Coyotes win coming back from a goal down after two periods since 2017. You know who they beat? Sabres. Yes. And I think that might have been that disastrous um, road trip where we lost to Colorado. Uh, the the dreadful Colorado team when we were like six points out of the playoff spot and it was near the trade deadline and nothing was happening. I think it was that road trip because I remember Alex Goligoski scoring in that game and killing our hopes. I think I, think I remember lead. that. Yeah, I think we blew a three nothing lead or something. But those were the days, huh? Those were the days. Indeed. Uh, anything else? Oh, you per- <laughs> uh, I feel like I remember last time mm-hmm. there was something I want to talk about. And then when I was driving home, like, ah, hmm. forgot to talk about that. I'm sure we're forgetting something. We talked about the Skinner injury. We a little bit on the world juniors. The Eichel's trades. an all-star. What's coming up here? Eichel is an all-star. What do you think about Darlene being the last, the last man in? What do you oh. think about that? I think if we're basing it off of since he came back from injury, absolutely, he deserves it. How about Victor Olofsson? As he has been very good. I think Olofsson would be the guy. Olofsson, uh, well. Give a month again, yeah. yeah. Second time. Mm-hmm. That's a couple. That's a that's a couple now. So um, let's, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule and where the Sabres are yeah. in, when it comes to the standings. Mm-hmm. The Bruins still in first place. Oh man, ah, uh, they're they're out of it. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but this team is out of it. They they sit in 21st in the standings. They moved, they climbed up quite a bit. But again, I just really I don't see it. I really just do not see it. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish in third last. Broleek, he's not gonna come in here and turn things around. No. That there are bigger issues here than just adding a guy like Michael for a leak. We are going to need a lot of teams to just go on losing streaks, and we're going to have to piece together multiple wins in a row, which is not possible for this team. I mean, it's it's backed by it's almost become a, a scientific law at this point. It's a theory that has been proven with years and years of results where this team cannot win more than two games at a time. We've said that for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I said it last time when Eichel was really streaking and they were playing well. Uh, they really need Eichel to just pull them out of this. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to make it, Jack's going to take him there. 
Yeah. You can't Plain put all that, simple. Jack. That's what I hate. It's too much yeah, pressure. It's, it's sad. It's not it's not fair for him, but it's true. Like they they really if they want to make the playoffs, Eichel is going to have to take him there. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. They just don't have enough up here right now to the point where they can play as a team and make the playoffs. It's it would it's only if Eichel takes him there. Yeah. Saturday's 90s night. Are you going? I am not, actually. Well, you know I'll, be there. I'm, I'll be there. I'll be there. Center ice. It's good I'll you bring there. this up because also during the intermission of the first period, Clint Malarchuk will be doing a book signing of his awesome book uh, at the Sabre store. I don't know if it's free to the public or not, but uh, everyone go there and get the book too. It's, it's, it's a good book. think they're going to wear red and black. In no. any capacity, whether it's no, warm-ups or actually during the game. No, because I have a few Not reasons. Not even for warm-ups. No, no. I have a few reasons. Uh, one, and I have another thing to disprove another point as well as on Twitter. But to begin, one, I think we'll have to see if they're practicing in red and black gear because they'd have to break that in, of course. And... You know, we we just yeah. know because, and plus, I I think the Lightning last year when they did the surprise reveal of their third jersey, it was kind of leaked because they were practicing in black gear, so everyone knew. Um, and two, I just think if you're doing that, it's horrible business to not tell people because you gotta get them in the building especially uh, the, the weekend of uh, a Bills playoff game when people are going to be going to their friends' houses early to prepare for the game and cook and whatnot. Um, I just think, you know, if you look at it as a business sense, unless the marketing department is just completely daft, you have to tell the uh, the fans that, you know, we're going to be wearing <laughs> these, so come out and see it. Um, and three, this is just another point that someone made on Twitter. I forget who it was, uh, but... You're aware of how this is the one night where we're not wearing the anniversary jersey, right? Yes. Well, a good point that was made is that the Panthers are on like a some kind of road streak or you know some kind of uh, you know away skid, and the point was that it might have just been decided that um, hey, the Panthers might have said. We don't want to bring red jerseys just for one trip on this four-game skid because that's, you know, double the work for our equipment staff. Uh, Can you guys just not wear the white? And maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe because we did them that favor, they did us the favor of moving the game up, right? Okay, that that could make sense. Yeah. I didn't even think so, of that, honestly. I, it's just something I saw on Twitter. That's not my take. I, I'm sorry I can't give credit to whoever not said even that. For warm, not even for warm-ups, though. Maybe they'll just wear the jerseys, not like complete uniforms. I mean, maybe like, it's look not at the Canucks. The, Canucks, the Canucks, I know people like to bring up the, the argument that, oh, we can only wear three jerseys, but the Canucks have four jerseys right now. Mm-hmm. Four. Well, and the they have too- every single – they have the throwback – heritage jerseys for warm-ups mm-hmm. and they're in the, in the adidas style yeah i don't care even if they wear them i just want to buy one that's, well that's I the think... truth i just want to buy a, a adidas goat head with the new updated collar the thing is i think they the um the thing with the canucks 
and like the Ducks who did it before is they promoted it. Like they let people know, hey, we're going to be wearing these before the game because it got people into the building. There are people who will pay, you know, for a ticket just to see the Goathead jersey in warmups. I I firmly believe that. I probably would. I, I definitely would actually if I knew that they want to keep it. it a surprise though. Maybe they want to keep it a surprise. I know. I just don't see what good it is keeping it a surprise. If you're trying to sell tickets and stuff and you have an angry fan base. But then again, they could just be out of touch. Then that's a definite possibility. I think they are. They definitely are out of touch. But I I wouldn't be surprised either way. And I think if they don't wear them, it's you drop the ball. Plain Mm -hmm. and simple. You drop the ball. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. People, there are people that want it back. I know people hate the goat head just as much as people hate the slug and the turd burger, mm-hmm. but people like it. People want it to come back. And I saw something on Twitter yesterday. The, I guess something about the wild. And yes, I guess that there's talk, there's talk of every team having a heritage Jersey. So that's right. cool. Like every team would have the home and away set, a third Jersey, and then a heritage Jersey. I think that'd be pretty cool. I was just going to find that tweet right now as you uh, brought that up, but yeah, Apparently, uh, the league is considering a throwback for each team in the coming years, which is brilliant because that's like a great Ve- way. What does a team like Vegas do? Oh that? God! Uh, or just, Seattle? Just do something out of you know. Well, Seattle, Seattle, they Seattle, they could wear the the barbershop pole. Yeah, red, right. white, and green jersey. They can do that. But what does Vegas do? Vegas? Do they you like know what? try Vegas and make had, like a heritage looking jersey? Vegas had an IHL team uh, that Clint Malarchuk actually played for. Oh, yes. The Las Vegas Thunder. Yeah, you're and right. And it's a pretty sick-looking jersey. Mm-hmm. And they could wear that. You know who else played there? Uh, Manon Roy May, actually. The, the the girl or the woman who played um, goalie in a preseason game. Oh, for the goalie? The yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I, I remember seeing that. Before. So, I mean, that's one, yeah, you know, I, Las Vegas I, Thunder. I think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. They should definitely... Use that idea. That would mm-hmm. be cool. Every team having a heritage jersey, and Buffalo. They, I would assume it would be red and black because they're going back to royal blue next year. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to. The new for the third jersey, you can have the heritage jersey, red and black, and then mm-hmm. like everyone wins. Everybody right. wins. Yeah. I wonder if Exciting. they uh, introduce a new third next year, also. Maybe they they could always just wear the the white one, the the white and gold one for mm-hmm. next year too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe not. All right, you got anything else? I don't. I think we've no, touched on. I'm gonna go heat up some lasagna. Necessary. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't get mad today. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of upset. No, about I that. feel like we had a good discussion. I think this was good. Nice, therapeutic, maybe. Mm-hmm. I I really was hoping that I would get into some yelling and screaming a little mm. bit, but you know, it's it's okay. We can't always mm-hmm. yell and scream, right? right? Right. No one wants to listen to that. I'm sorry. I hyped it. I hyped it up as a rant, and I had to get stuff off my chest. But you know, people the trade kind of ruined work. that. Oh, you know, what I want to add. I'm very weak right now. Like I feel very weak physically. Um, it might be stress. Um, might be I'm just not sleeping enough, but like my body feels like frail. Like I I don't know. 
I feel fragile. <laughs> like, I'm getting, like, these sensations. It's, no, it feels like my body's numb. That's what it is. Um, huh? uh, hmm. Yeah, like, I don't Have know. Have you been sleeping enough, maybe? <laughs> Probably not. God knows I worked a 15-hour shift last Friday and slept on the floor and got up at 6 to produce another show, so... I just don't I'm think sorry. It's I go kind of my sleep. fault. No, no, I love it. I love the hours. <laughs> I need the hours. Um <laughs> but uh I mean, oh god. I think I just I go to bed late up early and I can't fall back asleep. And so I I that might be playing into it, but I think a lot of it's just stress maybe. I don't think I'm sick. I don't I don't feel sick. It's like everything is sore. Better. Not, Get better. I will. I'll, I'll be better. Maybe maybe a, a win on 90s night will cure cure it all. Maybe a goat head surprise. Well, <laughs> goat head surprise. Okay. Maybe they could just sell the Adidas jersey. Like I, I just want to buy a Jack Eichel goat head. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's that's all I want. Maybe it's selfish, but no, no. And maybe it, it. I have been spending a crap ton of money lately too, though. So maybe they shouldn't release it. <laughs> That's right. Might be a blessing in disguise. Could be. It could be. I, I really need to relax. Yes. I'm going to be spending a lot of money on this cruise. Oh, indeed. The bro cruise. Get pumped. Indeed. Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, this might be it for a little while because, again, that bro cruise is going to be occupying a little bit of my time. Oh, so wait. You're going with your friends? Leaving. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. okay. This isn't a family trip. Ooh. Okay. Well, this ain't no family trip. This is this is a bro cruise. We're talking a bro a boys cruise. cruise. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. A dude cruise. The beaches of Miami, <laughs> my friend. The dude oh, cruise. Ooh. Oh, nice. A dude cruise with the boys. Here you go. Hmm. Posting up on the beach. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's All right. Uh, yeah. You got anything else or no? No, I'm fine. I'm hungry. Right. That is it for this installment. I'm hungry too of the Charging Buffalo <laughs> podcast. Joe and Luke here. Follow us on Twitter at JoeTCBNHL at LVKETCB. Follow Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram. Closing in on 10,000 followers on the Instagram account as well. So that's pretty cool. Char- at the Charging Buff on both. And uh, make sure to follow our sponsors our friends over at justition hockey at justition go check out their uh new stuff on uh, justitionhockey.com as well i'm sure I'm, yeah i think they got some new stuff coming out too nice. i think they still might have a deal on those on those cool sunglasses i i wish i would have bought a pair now for the for the bro cruise but yes oh. uh yeah so we might be back next week before i leave on my trip but it might be a few more weeks so hang we in should there do. Uh, go sabers and make some more trades let's do a podcast when you're on the boat and call it tcb at sea <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be sweet perhaps the i don't think I, I can have any reception out there. yeah the connection will <laughs> be brutal. Have any reception out there no. <laughs> i'll be there in spirit i'll be if yes if you got a rant feel free to do a solo rant cast people okay. love the rants maybe i'll bring back around the world all right i'll do Oh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. All right, that's all we got for this episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. If you enjoyed, let us know. Uh, We appreciate any and all feedback. So, yeah, we'll be back eventually. Uh, And we'll see you next one.